Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Believe in Betting LA, episode 75. The tournament, March Madness, is back. It's upon us. We are recording this Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. We do have official March Madness basketball starting tomorrow. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Lewart. Chris, you must be excited for some college basketball. Yeah, I almost can't even remember it. Uh, obviously, we didn't have it last year, which is why it's hard to remember it. But it seems now like two years ago. It's been so long that I really, really can't remember it. Um, I also remember proclaiming strongly to my wife last year that there's no way they will cancel the tournament uh, there's far too much money involved. Boy, was I wrong. There was a lot more money lost over canceled everything else in lockdowns over the last 12 months than, than certainly the NCAA has encountered. But, um, you know, I, we, none of us remember the tournament last year. But what I remember is that the ESPN simulated tournament had the Wisconsin Badgers. At the oh, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so I, I remember last year's tournament, even though there wasn't one in real really last year's college basketball season just kind of almost feels like it didn't even happen uh which is a shame for for a team like the badgers or certainly a team like dayton that, that dayton, made a yeah. final run you know there's a lot of teams with examples of that again this is believe in betting la episode 75 we are going to have a pick chris and i for every single game including the first four and we will break down all of our favorite picks for the first round administrative stuff let's get out of the way we are available wherever you choose to get your podcast from that includes itunes stitcher google play TuneIn, spotify and iheart of course we are on the world's greatest podcast network that's believe b-l-e-a-v.com and at believe podcast on twitter before we move in and let's talk about the first four which does begin thursday afternoon early afternoon actually around lunchtime we're getting our first game we do want to thank our sponsor that of course is our friends over at bet online we talked about the best podcast network in the world believe podcast network of course the best online sports book of course is our friends over at bet online i don't even need to tell you what's on the horizon it's college basketball it's college basketball it's college basketball wake me up in the middle of april if you want to talk about anything else at all of course we got the Dodgers coming up we've got the lakers the clippers all those things are great. We're going to talk about them right now. We're here to talk about college basketball. So go to Bet Online. You can obviously get every piece of the action on their online site. It's betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a free 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Chris, don't want to waste any time. Don't want to talk about anything that we've done in the past. All that matters is right now, March Madness. Of course, we are just again, to repeat this, we're recording this Wednesday evening about 9 p.m. right before March Madness tips. So hopefully you're listening to this in time for Friday morning. If not, we're going to do all the Saturday picks as well. And hopefully we'll be back next week with the second round as well. Okay, we're going to do this rapid fire, Chris. 
both of us like to talk. We're going to try to keep it as brief <laughs> as we can. We're going to try to make our picks as clear as we can. Starting tomorrow afternoon at 2.10 p.m., Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern. This is a 16 versus 16 seed play-in game. What are your thoughts here? Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern. Yeah, because I know so much about both of them. Uh, I'm going to take Mount St. Mary's. Uh, I believe they're minus one, so I'm just going to take the favorite on what is basically a, a toss-up game. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and hope I'm right. So this is usually the time of the year where you uh, marvel at all the wonderful basketball teams being played. This one's about as yucky as it gets. Yeah. Mount St. Mary's, Ken Palm's 210th-rated team versus Texas Southern, Ken Palm's 229th. Great teams. This is a terrible game. I don't see how either of these teams score. The total's at 133. I'm taking the under, and I'm taking that confidently. Let's move on. Let's talk about Drake taking on Wichita State. These are two pretty big-name programs for being mid-majors. Drake is favored by one and a half. Of course, they started the season 18-0. The total in this one's 141. We got this one tipping tomorrow, Thursday at 3.27 p.m. I love these precise starting times here. What are your thoughts, Drake and the Shockers of Wichita State? Yeah, I wish I could bet on the over/under on starting time with these with these rather rather interesting times. Uh, I'm going to take Drake. I like what they did earlier in the year. And if anybody's wondering as we go through these, where I'm just picking these, am I taking out of a hat? No, we actually developed a value system uh, on these teams, expected value on what they should do. So there is science behind it, uh, as much as it may not seem with like it, because we won't get into too much detail. But Drake minus two uh, is what I've seen, but anywhere around there, up to minus three is fine with me. I like Drake. Chris talks about value, as he always does. Of course, follow him and his friends at StagCap at, on Twitter. And, of course, EdgeFinder Sports is a great product, especially for this time of year where you have so many teams that you're not necessarily familiar with. But you want action on every single game. You're like the rest of us. You're listening to this podcast. You clearly like to have action on college basketball games during the tournament. Go to EdgeFinder Sports on Twitter. Harass Chris. Do whatever you need to do. Sign up for that. Get, those get, a, lot of, get a lot of great information. I also like Drake. Minus one and a half here. They're the best team you've never heard of. As you mentioned, they had that hot start. They lost to Loyola Chicago in the Missouri Valley Conference title game. That is one of the most underrated college basketball conferences in the country. I'm really happy Drake made this tournament. I did not think they would. We did not used to see teams like Drake that didn't get the auto bid get into the dance. I'm very happy that they are. They're an efficient offensive team, number 19 on Ken Palm, Washington, uh, Wichita State, excuse me, can steal a game of the line. They are a very good free throw shooting team. They shoot 13 more free throws attempted per game than Drake. However, I think Drake's going to win this game. I like them to cover one and a half. All right, moving on. Norfolk State, Appalachian State. This is another 16 uh, 16 play in game. This one's at minus three. The Appalachian State Mountaineers, and the total here is 133 tomorrow evening, Thursday night at 5.40 p.m. I don't think I could tell you where App State or Norfolk State actually are in the Battle of the States. Um, never been to Norfolk State or well, That's pretty easy. Norfolk, obviously, in Virginia. Virginia, and, yeah. And Norfolk State, if you remember, is the team that the number 15 seed that beat Missouri in the 2012 tournament. And Appalachian State, I think, is Boone, Arkansas, uh, Boone North Carolina. Excuse me. <laughs> Boone. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Norfolk State here. Uh, in the in the battle of the states, I think it's plus three, plus two half somewhere in there is what you're going to get. I lean Appalachian State here. I really don't have much conviction in this game, but a lot of sharp people I trust are taking the Mountaineers here. So I like Appalachian State minus three. All right, the final playing game here. These normally would be in Dayton, of course. Every single game across the board this year is going to be in the state of Indiana. I think they have four different sites. Uh, Hickey Fieldhouse, you've got where Indiana plays, of course, Mackey Arena, where Purdue plays. Uh, all these games will be in the state of Indiana. There will be limited crowd there, so I do expect some Midwest teams to have a slight home crowd advantage, but it's not going to be anything 
uh, crazy in, in terms of travel and stuff like that. It's going to be relatively similar for most teams since Indiana is in the very center of the country. We are an L.A.-based podcast, and of course, the UCLA Bruins, one of the last four teams to get in here. What a crazy matchup for a first four, Chris. We've got the UCLA Bruins, who obviously have the most national championships of all time, versus Tom Izzo in the Michigan State Spartans. Two teams you did not expect to land here. It should be a fun game. The tournament, the, the committee does a great job of matching these teams up. Bruins, Spartans, Spartans are a two-point favorite here. Totals 135.5. This is our final tip Thursday evening, 6.57 p.m. Who you got? Yeah, I always feel like Michigan State is just – like I like Tom Izzo. Seems like a great guy. Seems like a good coach. He's done you know, a heck of a job. I'd never heard of Michigan State before Tom Izzo got there, right, as far as basketball was concerned. Magic Johnson? National well, championship? Yeah, before, before my time, of course. Uh, not that old. But as far as, as, far as uh, basketball goes, I mean, uh, the fawning the media was doing over the Big Ten Conference, I get it. The Big Ten's really good. Stop me if you've heard this before. I think the Pac-12 was underrated this year. I think UCLA gave Oregon State all they could handle, who won the Pac-12 tournament. And despite a three-game slide uh, ending the season for UCLA, if Jules Bernard can put up like 15 points, Michigan State really struggles on offense. I like UCLA getting points. Oh, this is a really tough game to handicap. You know, on one hand, UCLA, four-game losing streak, although two of those losses were close, as you mentioned, a four-point loss in overtime to the Oregon State Beavers in the Pac-12 tournament and a one-point loss to the USC Trojans. The Spartans were completely left for dead, Chris, even like three weeks ago. But they went on a run to end the regular season. They won four out of six, including wins over number two seed Ohio State, number one seed Michigan, and number one seed Illinois. This team has a lot of talent. They're very well coached. I don't like either side here. If I had to pick a total, I'm going to take the Bruins plus two. But ultimately, in a toss-up like this, I'm going to take the better coach, the coach that I trust more. It's very, very easy when you break it down. And that way, I'm going to take the Spartans to move on, but the Bruins to cover plus two. So it's truly a toss-up. All right. Those are the first four matchups. We're going to go region by region now, all the way through, Chris. Of course, some of these are playing games. We don't have the lines yet, so we're going to skip over those. We're starting in the West. Of course, we're number one overall, so Gonzaga will play the number 16 play-in game. Let's move on to the number eight, Oklahoma Sooners. One-point favorites against the number nine, Missouri Targers. This totals 140.5, Saturday afternoon at 4.25 p.m. I like Oklahoma minus one. I, I, think there's, I just think there's value there. I didn't see a lot of Missouri this year, but I did watch Oklahoma play. Uh, and at minus one, I'm, I'm happy to take them. Do you remember that Sooners team that, that made that run, that Final Four run? Buddy Heal was on that team. Oh, yeah, this, Buddy Heal. Do you remember who the second best player was? Oh, God. No. I'll answer that for you. He's actually still on the team. Oh, it's God. Forward, Brady Manic. It's one of those, like, really? Is this guy still on there? It feels like a much longer time ago that Buddy Heald was a Sooner. Sooners lost 5-6 of six down the stretch here. Don't love them. Don't love Missouri either. I think SEC was very overrated as a conference this year. The Big 12 was, was arguably the best conference. You can make that argument, certainly, with the Big 10. Again, don't love it, so I'm going to trust a better coach. I'm going to take Long Kruger in the Sooners, minus one. Moving on, number five, Creighton. They got pummeled in the biggest championship game by Georgetown, taking on the number 12, UC Santa Barbara Gauchos. Uh, Creighton's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Total in this one's 138, Saturday afternoon at 3.30 p.m. That's another school, Creighton. Not exactly sure where it is. Uh, I think you're going to see some recency bias with the people that tuned in for those tournaments. Uh, I like Creighton minus 7.5. I'm not sure if Chris is trying to give a geography lesson to all our listeners <laughs> or not. Creighton is in Omaha, of course, the Blue Jays. 
Um, I'm sure I'll have to teach you a couple more of these as we go along. As I mentioned, Creighton got annihilated by Georgetown. I think it was like 73 to 50 or something yep. like that in the biggest title game. UC Santa Barbara has been knocking on the door in the Big West for the last few years. They got a nice coach. Uh, Josh Pasternak, I believe, is their coach. Very cool story. Never played college ball. He was a, a manager, I think, for Indiana. Um, so it's cool to see those guys, the guys have success. I think they have the firepower to make this one close. I actually kind of like UC Santa Barbara to win outright the 5-12 matchup. Obviously, always scary. I think the Gouges cover here 7.5 pretty easily. Number four, Virginia. They are the essentially the reigning national champions, right? And in, in, uh, in, no, I think uh, or did Nova win before that? Who, who was the nineteen? I oh, think that it was, was. It was Virginia. It was Virginia. They won. Yeah, playing uh, all sorts of Texas defense. Tech. Was that yep. the last one, or was Villanova the last one? They're, both those teams won the last three years. I just can't remember the order. Anyway, number four, number four, Virginia Cavaliers. Do you know where that school is? <laughs> taking on, <laughs> taking on the number 13 Ohio Bobcats. This one's a seven and a half point favorite for Virginia. Total 131 and a half. I have a very strong opinion on this one. Saturday at 4.15 p.m. Give me your thoughts, Chris. Uh, I like Ohio. I think Virginia plays way too slow. I think they've been sloppy all year. The Blue Bloods, by and large, have looked awful. I think this is the year of the of the mid-major uh, putting, putting their neck, the foot on the neck at some of these guys. So I like Ohio with the points. I like Ohio with the points as well. I think it correlates very nicely with the over. This is my favorite bet every year. No kidding. Every year, usually it's a much higher spread because Virginia plays low-paced games, low-scoring games. They are vulnerable to large spreads. This one's not that large, 7.5, but Ohio can shoot, shoot, and shoot. This is not a vintage Virginia team. I like the Bobcats plus 7.5. All right, the second of our two uh, L.A. teams, I guess if you can say three of Santa Barbara, but the two traditional L.A. teams – USC will take on the winner of number 11, Drake, in Wichita State. We don't have a line there, but we will obviously be watching. Moving on to number three, Kansas Jayhawks. They are 10.5-point favorites against Eastern Washington of the Big Sky Conference. Total on this one's 146.5. Tip is Saturday morning, 10.15 p.m. Or a.m., excuse me, Pacific time. What are your thoughts? Too many points. Eastern Washington with the points. Kansas, I think, by and large, has looked like doo-doo, like so many of the Blue Bloods is here for whatever reason. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure what's happening with Bill Self uh, and the Kansas Jayhawks. They you know, typically just beat up on the Big 12. Baylor yep. obviously won that conference this year, even with the COVID shutdown. Kansas did beat Baylor by 13. They've won 8 of 9, but I, I kind of equate that almost to just pure dominance within the conference. We've seen year after year after year the Jayhawks get to the Big Dance. They're a 2C, they're a 3C, they won the Big 12. I can't even remember the last time they were competitive. Uh, I think four or five years ago they Lost to Oregon, I want to say, in the Elite Eight in Kansas City. It's the last time I can really remember a really competitive Kansas team. Yeah, I like Eastern Washington plus 10.5 pretty easily. Uh, they're a great free-throw shooting team. I expect this one to be a lot closer than 10.5. Speaking of those Oregon Ducks, the number seven Oregon Ducks, 5.5-point favorites against Virginia Commonwealth, the number 10 seed. The total for this one's 137.5 Saturday evening, the very final tip-off of the first round at 6.57 p.m. You must think that the Pac-12 is underrated once again. No, I. this is the Pac-12 team I dislike quite a bit as Oregon, which hurts me to say because I have a, a soft spot for Oregon. A lot of friends from Oregon, a lot of friends go to Oregon, no people at Oregon. Big Oregon guy here, big duck guy. Uh, but VCU plus five and a half. Uh, Oregon has, has not super impressed me for, for how well they did in the regular season in the Pac-12. I'm, I'm not buying them in the tournament. Okay, Oregon's a, uh, a tough team to figure out, certainly. Worth noting, Dana Allman at Oregon, obviously the best coach in, in Ducks history, very good coach. 6-0 all-time in the first round at Oregon. Before a tournament loss to Oregon State, they had won 12 of 13. They did have a COVID shutdown this year, so it's tough to know 
what we're dealing with here. Chris Duarte, Chris Duarte excuse me, a very, very underrated national player. Um, I just can't bet against Dana Altman, even though I think this is going to be a much closer game than five and a half. I could totally see the Ducks pulling away down the stretch. So I'm going to take it over here. 137 and a half. Moving on to the East bracket, the number one Michigan Wolverines, of course, down a huge player with an injury to Isaiah Livers. I think they're very, very vulnerable, and I actually have them losing to whoever wins this next game. Number eight, LSU Tigers, or the number nine, St. Bonnie. Uh, I forget their, what their mascot is. But the Bonnies. Bonnie, the Bonnies, right? The St. Bonaventure Bonnies. I think they actually have a real – I'm going to look that up. They have a, they have a real mascot. Uh, LSU's favorite by one and a half. They were the runner-up in the SEC tournament title game a very close game against alabama this tip is saturday morning at 10 45 a.m who you got uh i like the bonnies here i do have a slight worry that the the public may get on them so i would i would kind of take this quick it wouldn't actually surprise me if this game launched at, at st bonaventure minus one uh really enjoy the back and forth on twitter between uh wojcikowski and uh whoever they were playing in their in their tournament game they were complaining about the the hometown adventure uh it was a uh, the hometown bonaventure uh, play it was uh, it was enjoyable. You could look that up for for Woj normally dropping uh, NBA bombs. It was funny watching him <laughs> go at some college yeah. students. He's a, a big time St. Bonnie, a very proud alumni. That that school's produced quite a bit of sports media talent. Um, I agree with you. And, and for the record, you were right. I was right. Bonnies are actually their their real mask of the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. I thought that was always just like a nickname that people gave them. It, um, what, so cool. Good where is St. Bonaventure? That's in upstate New York. I want to say right somewhere in the East Coast. Let me let me look that up. I don't know it. You know, I don't know if it's surprising. This is what happens when you look at the numbers all day. You tend to do very little research on actual things like Allegheny, New York. So, yeah. oh, fabulous Allegheny. Yeah, I'm I'm a geography nerd, so uh, we can, we can have a separate podcast for that. We have a Costco <laughs> podcast we have to do in a in a, a college town sports geography podcast. Um, yeah, I re- I really like the bodies here. They're look the Atlantic Ten. A Ten is very very underrated nationally. They're probably just as good as the Big East, if not better. And I think they can actually compete with the SEC as well, maybe even the Pac-12. So uh, LSU offense versus the same body defense, the number five offense in the country versus the number sixteen defense should be a very very fun matchup. Look, LSU just came off a tough loss Sunday afternoon against Alabama. I think the bodies are fresher. I think they're the better team. I'm taking them plus one and a half. Going back to the Pac-12 here, we have the number five Colorado Buffaloes taking on the number 12 Big East Tournament champion, Patrick Ewing-led Georgetown Hoyas. Colorado is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Total in this one, 138. This one tips Saturday morning at 9.15 a.m. I got to watch uh, an interview that um, Patrick Ewing did on, I think it was First Take or one of those shows, and it was just funny watching you know a multimillionaire, seven feet tall, smashed into this tiny <laughs> hotel room desk. Trying to do an interview on ESPN was pretty, pretty good. Uh, this is a Pac-12 team I like a lot. Colorado minus five and a half. Uh, I'm all about Colorado. I think they're going to go far, and I think they're going to go deep. And I think the value is quite strong with them now because the rest of the country doesn't even know where Colorado is, uh, despite being in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pretty sure them, most people know it's in Boulder. <laughs> take them, like take them where, take them all you can before they before they run roughshod through the first two rounds. All right, this is a classic one of the public having recency bias. Okay, yep. Georgetown coming off a huge, huge win. They got size. Colorado made the Pac-12 tournament title. They lost to Oregon State. They've had a great year. A lot of people feel as though Colorado is not the same team away 
from the altitude, which is true. They're five and six away from home this year. Um, and it'll be a much different game, of course, in Indiana. There's no altitude whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, Georgetown made that run. They may be a little tired. I think people are overrating them just based off the margin of victory over who I feel is a very, very overrated Creighton team, a very overrated conference in general. Georgetown, typically we see these teams that come out of nowhere, the Oregon State's the world, Georgetown's the world this year. They run out of gas. That that momentum that they had last weekend doesn't always carry over. Uh, they also have bad turnovers. And, and Colorado's a great free-throw shooting team. I like Colorado to, to easily win this one. It's also the 5-12 height matchup here, so I think they cover 5.5 relatively easily. All right, moving on. Number four, Florida State Seminoles. They lost in the uh, ACC title against Georgia Tech. I'll tell you what. I like this team quite a bit. I like them to make a Final Four run here. They're taking on the number 13 UNC Greensboro team. Ten and a half point spread in this one. One forty-five to total. Saturday, nine forty-five a.m. Yeah, I hate I hate that I like them because I've uh, I've bet on FSU. I don't know how this has worked out, but I, for some reason I bet on FSU like twelve times this year um, on Saturday mornings, and uh, I think I've lost more than I won. But I'm with you. I like FSU in this game. I think they're going to cover. UNC Greensboro for a mid-major has size. The have athleticism. Guess what team? Probably is the worst fit nationally to play against. That is this Florida State team. They consistently have size. Of course, they have athletes every year run people out of the gym. Uh, I really like this. Uh, Like I said, Michigan's very vulnerable in this bracket. I do have them losing to St. Bonnie in the second round in most of my brackets. Unless they can somehow get Isaiah Leverts back or survive without them, then they're a much different team. I like Florida State quite a bit here. I think they're going to storm. They're going to cover 10.5. The next game is number six, BYU. They'll face the winner of UCLA and Michigan State. Of course, we don't have a line here yet. However, I will say that a lot of sharp people that I trust a lot have UCLA, actually, as the number one, the highest-rated giant killer. And the way they define mm-hmm. that is a seed that's five or more lower than the team they're playing. They actually give UCLA a 41% chance against this BYU team. BYU team that played Gonzaga, very, very tough. Michigan State, as we discussed, would be a tough matchup for anyone, just based on coaching and based on talent. So I actually like both teams to go on and actually beat BYU outright. We don't have a spread yet, of course. So we're going to move on to number three, Texas, uh, taking on the Abilene Christian team. Texas favored by nine. Shaka Smart. Earlier this year, Chris, we were wondering if he was going to have a job this time. And not only did he have a job, of course, they won the Big 12 title game. So number three, Texas, nine-point favorites against Abilene Christian. Totals at 140. This one's Saturday evening at 6.50 p.m. I'm sure the money is is great, but I wonder how often Chaka Smart, which is he was in VCU and didn't have to put up with anything until he was the darling of March Madness every year. That aside, uh, I think Texas is going to come off their high. I actually do not think they are a great team, and I think this is a classic. Oh, I've heard of Texas before. They're in Austin. They're great. I'm taking that. Never heard of Abilene Christian before. I'm taking Abilene Christian plus seven. I am also taking Abilene Christian. Ken Palm actually like this one as an eight-point win for Texas, so we're both going against Ken Palm. Or excuse me, we have a nine-point lead, so, so they'd actually like it as well. Um, look, Abilene Christian, number one, number one in the country, forcing turnovers, so I don't care who you're playing. If you can force turnovers, you're going to make the game real sloppy, which is kind of ironic because that's, of course, what made Chaka Smart so famous, that habit defense when he was at Virginia Commonwealth University. Look, this Abilene Christian team, they played Texas Tech. They played Arkansas. Both decently close early in the year. So it's not like they, some of these mid-major teams this year that only played their you – know, there's some teams like a Colgate, for example, played 15 games, all of them against really low opponents in their conference. Yep. Maybe they played one team five times. That's not the case here with Abilene Christian. Texas is great. They got great size, but Abilene Christian has a legit 7 fur in Colton Cole. I like the dog cover here, the nine-point spread. All right, we'll call this one the North 
East Bowl. We got the number seven UConn Huskies taking on the number 10 Maryland Terrapins. This one's a total toss-up. But right now we have a three-point spread with the Huskies favored. Total here is 130.5, tip Saturday at 4.10 p.m. Taking UConn minus three. Uh, I think Maryland is another one of those th- uh, teams that is getting a little too much credit because they played in the Big Ten. Uh, I like UConn. I like uh, you know a blue blood program that I feel like is has floated under the radar here for the past couple of years. All right, I think this is the first time that we're disagreeing. I actually really like this Maryland team. I think they're one of the most underrated teams in the country. I've watched a lot, of course, of Big Ten basketball, and, and you know Maryland's a very talented team. You may look at the record, 16-13, and and say this team doesn't belong to the tournament, and and quite honestly, you might be right. However, (laughs) however, this is a classic example of a very talented team I think is very, very undercoached. I don't like Mark Turgeon as a coach at all, but he consistently recruits very, very well. UConn can bang the offensive boards. This is a total toss. I really do see this game coming down to the final possession, so I'm going to take the dog here with the Terps at plus three. The number two seed in our last matchup here in the East region, the number two, Alabama Tide, taking on the number 15, Iona Gales, Rick Pitino and the Iona Gales. How unfair is it that Alabama coming right. off the national championship football season, the high tide raises all boats. Now they have a powerhouse basketball program. They just locked up coach Nate Oates to a long-term extension. Bama, they were by 17 points. The total in this one's 140 and a half. Saturday at 1 p.m. is the tip. Who you got? Rich get richer in Alabama. Uh, I like Alabama a lot as a team. Uh, however, uh, Patino, it's pretty unbelievable to first year there to get them in the tournament. 16 and a half, 17 points by the time it tips off, maybe even more. I'm going to take Iona those points. I think Alabama probably wins by 10. Okay, we're going to disagree again here. You know, I typically, I, I love, my second favorite conference is actually to watch the MAAC that I own, seemingly wins every year. I think the hire for Pertino was, was amazing, clearly. Benefited yep. in, in year number one for them. Uh, Iona typically is a very high-scoring team, which is why you're seeing this total at 140.5. However, Alabama is just such a good team. They've won 9 out of 10, including both the regular season and the tournament titles in the SEC. If you just forgot about Rick Pitino being the coach, you would not have the same opinion, my guess, yep. is, of this team. So I like Alabama here to cruise. I like them to cover the 17-point spread. That wraps up that that region. Moving on here to the Midwest region, who I think is actually the best team in the tournament. Number one seeded Illinois, and if you would have asked me before the season, actually the only two features I put on the entire tournament, or, or all of college basketball, was, of course, a bias pick with the batters at 14-1, and I took Illinois at 16-1. As soon as Kofi Coffin and... I would assume he came back last April. I thought, wow, this team has a chance to be very special. I love Coach Brad Underwood. 23-point fa- uh, yeah, favorites here against Drexel. Total here is 143.5. This one's one of the first games to tip Friday at 10.15 a.m. Who you got in this first-round matchup? Drexel's another one. Where's Drexel? Is it in Iowa? Drexel, uh, I believe, is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Ah, yes, Pittsburgh. Uh Illinois, obviously, one of the you know probably it's probably them or Gonzaga. I think is what is what your popular opinion is. I think Illinois guards get a little too they smell themselves a little bit too much sometimes, and I think uh, take some bad shots when they should be getting it to Cockburn and uh, letting the big man work. I think Illinois is going to win this game, but I think Drexel getting twenty three points is going to win me a bet. So I'm going Drexel twenty three. I was mistaken. Drexel's actually in Philadelphia, so I got the right state, the wrong side of the, the state. Wrong I, felt, I felt like I had to rectify that very glaring. <laughs> <condition>. <laughs> 
All right, moving on here. Um, I like Illinois. I think they're going to storm here. I think this is, and this is a team that's not been afraid to blow teams out all year. I have that concern with some of the other one or two seeds. I do not have that concern with Illinois. A rare, rare combo. This is why I like them so much. Of a probably a, a lot of pick for at both guard and big. So you have the pick and roll there. Uh, you got you know their top seven in both offense and defense nationally, according to Ken Palm. A very rare NBA guard big tandem in college. Dracula's just not a good pick and roll defensive team. Guess what the Illini do very well? Pick and roll offense. So I like the, the Illini to cover 23 here. Sticking in the state of Illinois, you've got Darlings from a couple years ago, the Loyola Chicago team. Porter Moser, great coach. I'm not sure. Maybe he'd be interested in that DePaul opening that just opened up. Maybe he's open or, or, or will be open to some other Big Ten jobs that may open. Big, big news from this game and college basketball as a whole. Before we hit record today, Chris, I'm not sure if you're aware of it. But Georgia Tech, big man, Moses Wright, their leading scorer, was ruled out for this game due to Ooh. COVID issues. So this line was adjusted. I already liked Loyola quite a bit before. Now, even with the line adjustment, I think they cruise to an easy win. I have them as one of the most under-seeded teams in the entire bracket. They are, I think, uh, uh, number nine team, according to Ken Palm, yet they got a number eight seed in here. Very unfair for Georgia Tech, who's coming off of an ACC tournament title. Josh Passer, very good coach. They're a good defensive team. I like Loyola, minus five. What's your thoughts? I'm going to say I think Loyola got kind of a rough a rough seed. Uh, they're in a tough bracket. Yeah, I think this is actually going to be one of the better games. This is, uh, you know, if I could if I can get the game on, this is the one that I'm going to put on. It's really going to come down to that half point. If it's Georgia Tech five and a half, I'm taking Georgia Tech. If it's a flat number, if it's a five, it's a six. I'm probably going to take Loyola, but I, I like that hook if I can get it. So Georgia Tech five five and a half right now. Okay, so you're not worried about them. Number one, coming off of a, of a tournament title, baby, maybe being a little bit tired. Number two, losing their leading score. Number five, 12 matchup here in the Midwestern region is the Tennessee Volunteers with injury questions of their own. Uh, I think John Fulkerson's his name, uh, senior leader. If you ever watched one of those games, uh, he, you know, he grew up in the Tennessee area, grew up a big fan on senior day. They were making a big deal out of it. They're eight-point favorites against the number 12, Oregon State Beavers, who won the Pac-12 tournament title. Wayne Tinkle led that team all the way through. They would not have made the tournament a bid stealer. This one tips Friday at 1.30 p.m., the total, 1.30. And Tennessee right now favored by eight. Yeah, get out of here with Tennessee favored by eight. Oregon State looking awesome. I think they're going to continue to roll. This is another underrated Pac-12 team, I think. Just won the tournament against some solid competition. Maybe a letdown, maybe not. Eight points is too many against uh, Tennessee, which I think is uh, only an okay team. I agree with that sentiment. I don't think that Tennessee's anything special this year, and, and, and I could definitely see them getting upset in this game. I just don't see it. This is a classic team that overachieved to get to where they wanted to. They won their Super Bowl. They beat teams that they played all year and that they're familiar with in an arena that they play in every year in Las Vegas. Oregon State's not a great shooting team, yet they caught fire in that Pac-12 tournament. You never know if it's the sight lines that maybe they just fell in love with. Um, I think they get bounced here, and they get bounced pretty handily. I like the balls. Minus eight. All right, we go from one OSU to the other, or one of three <laughs> OSUs in this tournament, actually. The number four Oklahoma State Cowboys, led by Cade Cunningham, likely number one overall pick in this upcoming NBA draft. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the number 13 Liberty Flames. This one's Friday, 3.25 p.m. Total's 139-and-a-half. Speaking of teams that have done well in both basketball and football, Liberty is one of those yeah. teams. They, they've been very relevant in both sports for the last few years here. Who you got in this matchup? Every time I see their name, I do that stupid insurance jingle in my head. So thanks, 
marketing. Uh, Liberty plus seven and a half. I think Oklahoma State is going to win the game, but I think uh, I think it's going to be a little closer. I think Liberty is going to be one of those feisty teams uh, that's going to give them a little bit of a scare. Liberty Mutual, you got to love it. Great, great marketing. Uh, and yeah, if, if, all, if all you guys don't know, my day job is actually insurance. I deal quite a bit with Liberty. They're nice folks over there. So, uh, you know, great marketing. Apparently, it's in Chris's head. So, it works, works uh, against me. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, uh, I forget if I already gave my pick on this or not, but I like Liberty plus seven and a half here. Look, K. Callion's incredible. I think it's going to be a close game. He's going to pull ahead, pull the team ahead at the end there. But this Liberty team can shoot their top 10 in both two point percentage and three point percentage. Couple the fact that Oklahoma State's been playing a lot of close games lately. I like the dog here to cover seven and a half. All right, we're going south to San Diego for this one. Or not actually going there, but the number six San Diego wish, State wish, right? Aztecs. Three-point favorites against the number 11, Syracuse Orange. It did not appear like the Orange were going to make the tournament this year. They got hot late. They made the tournament. They didn't even get. Uh, uh, they didn't even have to play in the first four. Total on this one's 139. This one tips Friday evening at 6.40 p.m. Yeah, I kind of thought they were going to be a first four team for sure if they, if they made it at all. You know, it doesn't – I can't give you any, you know, uh, reason why they would be beating San Diego State other than that's what the numbers are telling me they're going to do, getting three points and taking Syracuse. Okay, I also like Syracuse. I like teams like – I mean, we saw Syracuse a few years ago. One of the last teams in. No one thinks they should be there. All of a sudden, nope. they're not just competitive. They can make a run as well. Uh, there's not a lot I love about the San Diego State team. Granted, I haven't watched a lot of Mountain West basketball this year. Their coach is also going to be up for a lot of jobs. People think, I think he's a Minnesota grad. I think people think that he's going to take over the recently vacated Minnesota Gopher job. So we'll see about that. But it looks like Syracuse has won, turned a corner. I think they're going to win this game outright. So I'm going to take them plus three. The number three, West Virginia Mountaineers, are 13 point favorites against the number 14, Moorhead State team. Total on this one's 137.5, Friday at 6.50 p.m. Did you see the prop bet? Who's going to go down first, Moorhead State or Oral Roberts? Really? I did not. Well, no, that sounds... Well done, bookmakers. Well done. Uh, I'm taking Moorhead plus 13. Okay. A lot, a lot of thoughts on that one there. You know, this is one that has really excited a lot of sharp people. Anytime you hear a podcast, they talk forever about this one in Moorhead State. Um, and and I like them as well. So we're, we're both going to agree Moorhead State taking the dog here. Um, and... Where is Moorhead State? That's another one. Uh, I've never I, was, been to I, knew, State. I knew you were going to ask me, and so I wish I was prepared. Let me, let me look it up right now. It's because they put those states on things, and that's what gets it's like Moorhead State. No, yep. these are not states. This is it's Moorhead State University in Moorhead, Kentucky. So uh, I guess that one's actually absolutely named. So okay. One final thought on that one: West Virginia has played down at the competition all year. Like I said earlier, the sharp consensus is on Moorhead State. Some people would think they have a chance to win this game outright, so I'm taking the dog here to cover 13. ACC Big Ten showdown: the number seven Clemson Tigers taking on the number ten Rutgers Scarlet Knights. This is one. This is as toss up as it gets here. Rutgers is a one and a half point favorite. Total is 125 and a half. Friday at 6:20 p.m. Who you got here, Chris? Yeah, Clemson by the slimmest of margins because they're getting points. Clemson plus one and a half. Yeah, this is one I don't really want to bet. But since we're taking a side everywhere here, I think Rutgers is going to survive this one. It's not going to be fun, though. They're a terrible free throw shooting <laughs> team. So no matter what the lead is, this is this is actually a really good point to make. A lot of people do very well live betting the tournament. They can see trends coming. They can see you know favorites that are down big. They bet the other way. This is one where if it is 
an eight point, ten point Rutgers lead with four or five minutes left. Feel free to take Clemson money line. Feel free to take Clemson plus the points because Rutgers is going to miss free throws. So if you find yourself in that scenario, make sure you know that. The last and final matchup of the Midwest region here, the number two Houston team led by Calvin Sampson. They're 20 and a half point favorites against Cleveland State. The total in this one's 135 half Friday at 4.15 p.m. I wonder if Indiana is sorry they got rid of Calvin Sampson. Uh, I love, 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 love this Houston team. I think they're going to make waves. I think they're vastly underrated. I'm taking Houston. Well, considering Indiana fired head coach Archie Miller after just four seasons uh, yesterday, I believe, I'm sure they do. And, you know, one of these days, Indiana's going to get that head coaching hire correct. It's going to be very scary for the Big Ten. But they've missed on several in a row. I guess you can make the case Tom Green wasn't a true miss. He did get a number one overall seed one year. Uh, but they have, to my knowledge, I don't think made it past the Sweet 16 since I've been a fan of the Big Ten starting in 2008. And, and you know, they typically um, make the tournament. They didn't this year. They didn't the last several years. So Archie Miller got the boot. A lot of people are excited about that hire. We'll see what the Indiana Hoosiers do moving forward. We're going to move on to our final region. That's the Southern region. The number one Baylor Bears are 26-point favorites against the number 16 Hartford team. 26 points a lot, Chris. This Baylor team, COVID stoppers, they haven't quite been the same since. Total listens to 141 half, Friday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific. Yep, I think it's too many points, uh, despite knowing absolute any, <laughs> despite not knowing anything at all uh, about Hartford. Uh, I'm going in that direction. I think it's just too many, too many points. Stop me if you heard this before. I love, love, love fading. Number one overall seeds. In the first round. Yeah, massive. These spreads, these spreads are massive. 26 yep. points. Look, Baylor could cover a 45-point spread if they wanted to. Do they want to? Would they rather rest their players? Would they rather reward some of their bench players and get them yep. in? And probably the only blowout they're going to have. Yep, and the only game they'll so, be able to get. You know, they can get up by 35 points, and Hartford could easily cover that 26-point spread. Baylor's the number one three-point shooting team in the land for Ken Palm, but Hartford actually boasts a ninth-best three-point defense, so I like Hartford here, plus 26. All right, we're moving on here to my team, the number nine, Wisconsin Batters, taking on the number eight, UNC Tar Heels, Roy Williams. Everyone knows, I think everyone's heard the stat this this week. Roy Williams, 29-0 over his career, of course, is not just at North Carolina, but also at Kansas in first-round matchups. Of course, the obvious next question is, well, how many times have they been a number eight seed I don't think they ever have. So it really just means that they don't, they're very good in games where they're, you know, a 10 point plus favorite. That's what it kind of sounds like to me more than it's a first round thing. They're getting a point and a half right now. North Carolina is total listens to one thirty-seven half. This one's Friday at four ten PM. I'm going to let you go first and I'll follow up with my thoughts. Yeah. I'm going to take North Carolina here. It has nothing to do with that stat other than, uh, Again, I think it's. I think there's just an overrating of the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten is very, very top heavy. Um, and by top heavy, I mean Ohio State, Michigan, Illinois. I'm not an Iowa believer either. I uh, like UNC. Okay, this one's tough here. Both fan bases are chirping that they're number one. I guess the batters should feel this way that they're underseeded because Ken Palm had them a number eleven overall team. A lot of people had them as a six or seven seed. However. You know, the Badgers lost five or seven games down the stretch. They're 0 9 against the top four of the top five of the Big Ten. Um, they, they just, they're, I think they're 2 and 12, I heard a stat, since Christmas, playing against teams that were in the tournament. Their only wins uh, were against Maryland and I forget who else. Their best win of the entire season was actually Loyola of Chicago. So 
Um, you know, this is a this is a senior to Wisconsin team. Six of their eight rotation players are seniors. Their best player is a 25-year-old senior point guard in Demetri Trice. If you look in a vacuum in this team, there's a lot to like. They play good defense. They don't turn the ball over. They're a great free-throw shooting team. But I've watched a lot of this team. They consistently lose close games. They find a way to lose. If they shoot well, they will win this game. If they clean up the offensive glass, the strength of North Carolina, the number one offensive rebounding team in the country, they will win this game. However, there's a lot of ways to lose this game if you're Wisconsin. It's a bad matchup because UNC plays a prototypical, traditional, two-big lineup, and the batters haven't done that all season long. They've started two bigs in the first eight games of the year. They, they started benching Micah Potter. Nate Reavers has struggled down the stretch here. There's just something about this Badgers team that's just not clicking. I do not trust them as much as I want to pick them, and I think they could absolutely win this game. I think they could absolutely beat Baylor. There's almost no teams here in the country, Chris, that I can see them not beating, maybe just Illinois and Gonzaga. But there's also very few teams in this field I can see them not losing to. That's that kind of yeah. team. You just can't get your pulse of them. I'm leaning North Carolina, minus one and a half. Moving on, we're taking on uh, Villanova, number five seed Villanova. Speaking of losing players, they are down senior guard, Colin Gillespie. He was out with an injury. He totally changed the team. That's probably baked into this number, though. They're six and a half point favorites against the number 12. Winthrop team, only one loss all season for Winthrop. This is kind of the original 5-12 Cinderella Darling matchup. Um, that you just saw everyone going to Winthrop very, very quickly here. And I kind of do agree with that, but I don't know if the line's moved too far. Six and a half totals, 143. This one's Friday evening, 6.57 p.m. Yeah, even without looking at the numbers, uh, I would love to fade public opinion, and everybody I think is, is not overreacting is not the right word about Gillespie getting hurt. But Nova's going to win this game. Uh, I think they're going to cover six and a half. We disagree here. I'm taking Winthrop. I don't love it, but I'm going to take it. I also... I think that correlates with the over 143. Um, so I'm going to take the over 143 and Winthrop to cover six and a half. Going back to the Big Ten, the number four Purdue Boilermakers, is a very young team, two terrific bigs. They got a, I don't know where Purdue keeps finding these guys. They got a seven yeah, right? <laughs> guy, Zach Eady. Florida State and, and Purdue just recruits bigs like no others here. Matt Painter gets Purdue back into the tournament here. A very young team, but a very talented team, North Texas. Ooh, this is a team that's tough to watch sometimes. They got to a 17 nothing start against Western Kentucky, Chris. Guess how many points they scored? With an overtime, they scored 61 total points in the next 45 minutes. Okay, so, you know, this is a low, low-scoring team. You're, you're seeing that reflected in the total, 126.5 here. The spread's 7.5. This one's Friday afternoon at 4.25 p.m. North Texas plus seven and a half. That's where I'm going. Again, not a believer in the Big Ten unless you're one of the top three teams. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there, but I actually like the correlation of the under 126 and a half a lot more. So I'm taking under 126 and a half in this one here. Moving on, we're talking about Utah State, the number six seeded Utah State Aggies taking on the number 11 seeded Texas Tech Red Raiders. We got a four point <laughs> spread in this one. Totals 131 and a half Friday at 10.45 a.m. Tech minus four. I'm I'm curious in this one because it, it's interesting. If they didn't make that title run a few years ago, I think a lot of people think about this one much differently. And this is not anywhere close to the same tech team that we saw a few years ago with Jared Culver and uh, a bunch of other great players. This one's so tough here, but I'm actually going to lean with Utah State here. And I'm going to take the favorite and minus four. You know, I just realized that you've said it a few times. You mentioned Iowa. I completely blanked that. We skipped over Iowa, number two, Iowa. This is in the Western uh, region. Number two seeded Iowa taking on the Grand Canyon Lopes, number 15 seeded 
uh, you know, we I think we both think Iowa is a very vulnerable long term. I actually like Oregon to beat them in the second round, but 14 half points spread in this one, 145. Let's just go back and very quickly give our picks in that one. Yep, taking Grand Canyon with the points. I am not an Iowa believer. I think Garza is a plotter. I think he's slow and he's a goon. Uh, he's got some okay touch and, you know, has strung together a couple three-pointers, but uh, Grand Canyon with the points. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take the over 145 here. Iowa, Fran McCaffrey consistently rolls out great offensives, terrible, terrible defenses, which is why they typically do not have success. In March, I like the over here at 145. All right, sorry to the Hawkeye and Lopes fans out there. We're going to go back over to the Southern Racket. The number three, Arkansas Razorbacks, very hot finish this season. Erica Musselman, of course, another great season for him. Taking on the number 14 Colgate team out of the Patriot League, eight and a half point favorites for the SEC Razorbacks. This total, highest of the first round, Chris, 161 points. This one should be fun Friday at 9.45 a.m. I would like to take Colgate, a uh, soft spot for the Patriot League, but I think Arkansas is going to kind of blow the barn doors off here a little bit. I'm taking Arkansas minus eight half. Colgate's one of those teams that's it's tough to figure out. You know, analytics like them, but it's a very small sample size in a weird year. In the year where you didn't play a lot of non-conference teams, actually, I don't think they played any non-conference yeah. teams in the, in the Patriot League. So I'm also going to take Arkansas here, minus eight and a half. Sticking in the SEC, number seven, Florida. It's actually a pick'em game against the number ten Virginia Tech Hokies. Pick'em totals one thirty-five. This one should be fun. Nine fifteen a.m. The first game of the first round. Virginia Tech by the the slimmest of margins in a, in a pick'em game. They are slightly more valuable than Florida is. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this one for too long. This Florida team, I just it's not much to like about them. I do like Virginia Tech enough, so I'm going to take them to win the game. And, of course, win the bet. And our final pick of the first round, Chris, the number two Ohio State Buckeyes, our third OSU team, our 16-point favorites against the number 15 Oral Roberts team. This one's got another high total, 156.5, Friday at 12 p.m. noon. I like Ohio State. This is one of the Big Ten teams I do like. But, I, I you know, I think they're going to win by 12, 11, maybe 9 on a, on a late three-pointer. I think Oral Roberts plus 16 is, is the bet. I also like Oral Roberts, you know, in a high-scoring game. Sometimes you see the favorites there, but I, I do think Oral Roberts is going to have a backdoor cover here. It's uh, it's going to be a high-scoring one. Oral Roberts is a fun team to watch. Bobby Orbert, uh, Oral, Oral Bobby, I should say. I like the Buckeyes to make a run here. I like Oral Roberts to cover this one here. Well, Chris, that was very efficient. We're about, I think, 40, 45 minutes into this podcast. We are uh, done with all 36 of our picks, although some of them, of course, are waiting on the first four to play out here. Any best bets, any any bracket tips or thoughts? Do you have a final four yet? Do you have a champion yet? Anything that you want to talk about here before we wrap up? No, I'd say as far as, you know, the, the games I feel most strongly about are Colorado, Houston. Uh, I like those games quite a bit. And, and Creighton is another one that I'm going to keep my, keep my eyes on. You know, I don't disagree with what you said. But if that gets to, like, Somehow Creighton minus six, Creighton minus five and a half. I would I would hammer them as well. But uh, big big believer in Houston, big believer in Colorado. Okay, well you heard it here first. Pac-12 underrated, Big Ten overrated. As far as Chris is concerned, uh, let's just pinch ourselves. Let's enjoy this. You know, this time last year, the world was a lot in a lot different place. We we got the the tournament taken away from us, and and you know we had a, an NBA season, we had an NFL season somehow, we had a, a bridge squeezed in baseball season. The only thing that we really missed in the sports calendar as a, as a sports better that we really, really missed was, of course, the tournament. And it's here 
Um, you know, props to all the administrators, the coaches, the players, the managers that made this a possibility. This is not an easy year. We already had one big player, Moses Wright of Georgia Tech, that's going to miss for COVID-related reasons. That's not going to be the last one. We're going to see some yep. crazy stuff happen over the next few weeks, and people are going to complain and call it unfair. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of the landscape right now. I'm just happy to see college basketball in this kind of setting back in a playoff meaningful setting, and I'm not going to take it for granted for a single second. And I was talking about this one of my friends. Usually, you know, it's Wednesday night right now. Usually you're, you're squeezing in everything. You're trying to cram in getting all your brackets in because the tournament would start tomorrow morning. I actually kind of like it starting on Friday morning. I'm yep, not same. upset. We're going to get Friday. We're going to get a, a weekend first-round day. I think Saturday is going to be an incredible viewing day. Monday is not going to be easy to go back into. Most people have a real life, have a day job. Going back to the office Monday is going to be very challenging, as we know. But I like it so far. So that was episode 75 of Believe in Betting LA, of course. We are recording this Wednesday evening. Things are going to change tomorrow. They're going to change on Friday. There you have it. Keep us accountable. Tweet at us. I'm at smaxwell 713 Chris is at Rock. Stag Caps at Stag Capital. As I mentioned earlier, go to Edge Finder Sports. Get a, you know, I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but get a week trial. Check it out. They have a lot of value picks. There's a lot of fun to be had there. And, of course, this is on the Believe Podcast Network. So, for Edge Finder Sports, for our sponsor, betonline.ag, but for uh, Believe Podcast Network, for Sad Cap, for Chris Lort, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.